0: the dress size podcast with dr ezine mary bay and today we're kicking off the very first episode of the year as well as the very first episode of our purpose-driven self-care series now the theme for quarter one on the podcast beyond the dress size is purpose-driven self-care but i thought it would make sense to first of all explain what purpose-driven self-care is all about and why we have chosen this theme for the year before we now um, Get into the other episodes and all the amazing guests that we have lined up. I decided to start out with us finding our pivot as the first episode in this series because we all know that in the first quarter of the year, with resolutions flying in the air, there are a lot of messages being masqueraded as health. But all they really do is put the emphasis on weight loss, and even when it is sold or advertised as wellness, more often than not, it still puts an insane focus on how many calories are on your plate and how long you can exercise. And to many people, this stands out as starvation and punishment. And so if we're honest with ourselves, this message is almost always in us fear and trepidation. So as soon as you sign up for the program, all you're thinking of is, oh, I can't wait for the program to end so I can start eating again. Does that really make sense? You know, well, that's story for another day. So what's a pivot point or what's a pivot? A pivot is defined by the dictionary as a person or thing on which something depends, which is the central or crucial factor. A very big welcome to all our day one listeners. And if you're new to the show, I'm so glad you tuned in now. I want you to know that my goal here is not to transform you into a thinner version of yourself. There are so many podcasts out there that will teach you that. The ultimate goal is to empower you with the tools that you need to love and accept your body so that we can all begin to approach our bodies with a different mindset, you know? Not that mindset that is fixated on the scale, food rules, or our bodies not being enough. But, the mindset that takes responsibility for our God-given vessel, so we're nurturing and truly caring for our bodies in a way that feels right to us, based on our various circumstances and abilities. And whenever I talk about health or self-care, I always like to consider that we all have different abilities, financial, emotional, and physical. So truth is at any given time what you need in terms of health is not what the next person needs so there is no one size fits all for health as our preferences and lifestyle will always be different but you know what we can all wake up every day and take care of ourselves in a way that is much more empowering than demoralizing all right so that's why on the show we don't just focus on nutrition and fitness because i find that When women embrace healthy lifestyle practices as a powerful form of self-care, we're more inclined to take better care of ourselves beyond the numbers on the scale, the dress label, or tape. And you know what I've noticed? That is when we begin to function and serve the world at our highest capacity. So on this podcast, we continue to explore issues around body confidence, mental health, and the guilt women carry around in their daily lives concerning their bodies because i know that our bodies are shaped out of maybe the messages we have received our relationships, what we believe in, not just what we eat and drink, okay? So I want to say a very big thank you to everyone who has shared the podcast, sent us an email, left a review. Thank you for helping us spreading this message to every corner of the world. I do not take your support for granted, and I'm really excited. So I'm going to be reading a review of the week from Adbeam's Flavors, and here's what she says. She says, this podcast is very educational, very informative, and much needed in today's society. There's a perception that bigger people are unhealthy and skinny people are very healthy. This podcast starts the conversation that that size does not always run parallel to health. Skinny people can be unhealthy on the inside. This podcast educates us on what it truly means to be healthy. I have enjoyed the episode so far, and I look forward to more. Great job, Dr. Zini. Yes! All right, so I'd love to read your own review on the podcast as well. Please leave us a review, your thoughts and your questions also on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And if you're not following us on Instagram yet, what are you waiting for? All right, make sure you come hang out with us on Beyond the Dress Size. Tag us on your favorite ahas and episodes too. Today we're talking about purpose-driven self-care, and I chose this because firstly, health isn't just about food and fitness. Like I said earlier, there are many components to health and these components include the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the social, and they're all meant to be in sync. See, if you're working on taking better care of yourself in this new year, you can't do it from a place of exhaustion, whether that is physical or mental. You can't just focus on food and fitness. When your emotional well-being is at odds, it just does not work. And, you know, I have worked with thousands of women for, it's been three years now since we started as Zinni's Lifestyle. I've worked with thousands of women from across the globe. And I know firsthand that too often we want to fix the food and fitness area because the lie has been sold to us that everything will be fine after weight loss. I hope you've listened to that episode that we, that we said everything will not be fine. You know, so we have this lie in our heads that once I lose this weight, everything will be fine. I cannot address the emotional areas, but no, that's not true. And that is why we end up seeing ourselves crash. And then we think, Oh my God, I'm a failure. I have failed. And you go about with this shame and guilt, right? Darling, darling, listen to me. You are not a failure at all. Before now, what happened was you were only trying to build the house, starting with the roof. Did you see why that was so easy to collapse? Let's start with the foundation. So first, let's talk about what self-care is not. Good self-care shouldn't feel laborious or like another exhausting list of to-dos. If done with compassion and curiosity. You know, when I say compassion and curiosity, look at the way you treat your children, especially a newborn. You're always paying attention. What does she need? What is she trying to tell me? Or what is he trying to tell me? You will notice that when we do self-care, I don't want to say the right way to make you feel like there's a fixated way to do these things, right? But when we do self-care, the way it's supposed to feel, I think that's better. The way it's supposed to feel, you will notice an improvement in your mood and reduced anxiety. It is usually empowering and rejuvenating you should never feel unworthy demoralized or struggling to fit you know to fit in somewhere into a box and the good news is there's no stick yardstick for what self-care should look like for everyone yes there are guidelines and i know we live in a dispensation where it feels like oh your own intuition is dead and you must always have someone always you know looking down at you from above and holding a, a stick and telling you this is what you should do next this is what you should do next we have very powerful intuitions and i want you to learn to nurture it and use it trust your guts for example when we look closely at self-care and health it's going to be different for the person who is grieving the pregnant woman and even when we talk about pregnancy it's going to be different because all pregnancies are not the same there's a woman who has been told that she has to be on bed rest until the third trimester so self-care is going to look different from her from the average no there's nothing like average from the pregnant woman who is all genki like we say in japanese who is all strong and bubbling and going up and down right it's going to be different for the nursing mom it's going to be different for the college student who lives alone and the college student who lives with her family So you see one singular prescription for all these categories will make at least 90% of the population feel like they failed at this self-care business because their needs are widely different in this given moment. So self-care again, isn't selfish, but it emphasizes the fact that he who must care for others is better off doing so from a full cup so you can pour from your overflow and you would never feel drained. Imagine what that looks like. Imagine what that looks like. Now it isn't about perfection either. Rather, it's a daily practice backed by commitment and intention. The good news is there are no wagons and you don't fall off. So here's what I recommend as the basic components of self-care. And you know, why we're talking about this is we're saying purpose-driven self-care. We want to begin to function at the highest capacity not just about, you know, let's not be, let this year not be about them gang, clothes, shoes, fitting into a dress. Mm-mm. What am I here on earth for? All right. So for me, the basic components of self-care are rests. This includes the much underrated sleep. You know, they tell us to hustle, hustle, don't sleep, sleep when you're dead. What if, <laughs> let me not even go there. Okay. Um, Downtime. How do you unwind at the end of the day? How do you unwind on weekends? Less screen time. More outdoor time. Less screen time. Yes. So trust me. More screen time isn't the best way to unwind because you're consistently in reactionary mode. You know, you're holding your phone. Just imagine yourself holding your phone and pressing, 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 pressing. pressing. You're giving away a lot of energy. You don't have the opportunity to rejuvenate, to take in any form of energy, okay? So it's always said that you're emotionally aggravated whenever you um, use your phones or, 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 or whenever you're on social media before you go to bed and it's the same thing whenever you wake up don't let that be the first thing you do it's a big struggle for a lot of people because it's become a habit even when um let's say your business is not even on social media you know but the first thing we do is just check social media but that's not the best thing to do when you wake up because it puts it it already puts your body in an emotionally reactive state which is not good for you that's not the best way to start day. all right so other ways to unwind and have more rest could be reading a book journaling or writing. Now, I really want to say something about writing. A lot of times we love to write. We love to express ourselves through writing, but we're not writing. You know why? Because we feel like nobody's reading what I'm writing. No, give what is inside of you expression. Just write. It's your God giving gift, right? Even if it's one person that that is reading it, go ahead and keep writing. You are unwinding. You are expressing yourself. If you feel like, okay, I want to write, I want to have this in the clouds, but I don't want anybody to read it. You can make it private still. So you could do some painting. You could meditate. You could go for a walk. You could watch your favorite TV show, but I have a caveat here. When it comes to watching TV shows, I am very particular about how I'm feeding my body. So for example, watching like thrillers or horror films or overly violent movies, even violent words before I go to bed, it's usually not the best for me. Okay, so I'd rather just watch a cooking show and go to bed dreaming of myself being a star at a cooking competition than any other thing else, all right? So we talked about rest as the number one thing. And a lot of times, we know that we're supposed to get at least six to eight hours of sleep, but we don't get that amount amount of sleep. So for some of us, we do four hours and we say we're okay with it. But are your organs really okay? Are you, you know, restoring your organs for when you're 60 70 80 you know it's okay that you can do those things now but are you doing it for the present or are you considering yourself for the future for me it's about living long enough and well enough to fulfill my God-given purpose here on earth now the next one is nutrition do you know how your body responds to food how does your mood your digestion and your energy respond to food Or react so response so when we say respond and react respond is good feeling react is bad feeling just let just take it that way okay have you ever paid attention to these things do you know the foods that you eat and you feel like meh and the foods that you eat and you're like oh I'm on a roll I'm on a roll right are you deliberately choosing nutrient-dense foods that will help you function at your highest capacity so that you can serve the world from a full cup If we think like this, we realize that it's for the long haul till our time here on earth is done. So it's no longer about a number. Body movements. Too often we cringe at the thought of exercise, so I like to use the word body movements because whatever move you decide to do it's all about moving your body we are not created to be sedentary beings and just sit at a place okay so when we think about exercise the first thing that comes to your mind is ripped abs biceps crushing it at the gym girl trust me there is more to body movement than a well-coved body or photoshopped images that you see on the gram. that's not what it is <laughs> that's not what it is all about and you don't have to look like what you see on the ground to start moving your body. Because there are many ways to move your body. You could work. You could dance. <laughs> it's, making, it's amusing me because I hear a lot of people say, oh, she shouldn't be exercising. She doesn't have the body. What body do people need for exercising? The body that you have now is good enough for exercising. Take a walk. And see, let me tell you something. Even if you are getting those comments like, ah, um, your body is jiggling so much when you exercise. Are you doing it for the people that are watching your body, or are you doing it for your own self, right? So I usually recommend that. See, w- what you can do when it comes to moving your body is infinite. I'll have to say "imirimus," but I'm not sure everybody's going to get the joke. It's infinite, okay? So there's so much more to choose from: walking, running, dancing, swimming, cycling, yoga don't wait for a workout gear or a gym outfit just move because you want to serve the world from your overflow now not only is regular body movement a mood booster but it also empowers you with physical and mental energy regular health checks i'm not going to miss this one see stop self-medicating stop self stop managing stop self-diagnosing stop using dr google stop going to instagram to ask those questions I know sometimes you can be anxious and so we want to be comforted. That's why we go on social media to ask those questions. But why not just go see a real doctor in person? Okay? Why not go see sometimes we have these symptoms and then they abate. You have these symptoms and then they abate. What if you went to see a doctor in person and let I know sometimes, eh, I know people have had really bad stories and you have to go to doctor from doctor to doctor. But it's better to be safe than sorry. All right. And then get acquainted with what are the different tests that you're supposed to be doing at every point in time? Like when I'm 35, from 35, I'm supposed to be checking my blood sugar every two years. Uh, at at a particular age, I'm supposed to be checking my blood pressure. Do you know your baseline blood pressure and your blood sugar? There are certain things that you should know. When they say, oh, we're doing a free breast screening at this place and it's near your area, do you go? Cervical screening, do you go? You know? I like to say this thing. When you're pregnant, you don't manage yourself through the nine months because you want the best for the baby inside of you. So why do you manage your own self? You see, it's so easy for us to treat other people better, but we don't give ourselves the same love we give others. Let that change in 2019. We've talked about rest, nutrition, body movement, regular health checks. So we're now at relationships, fifth one. Relationships, experiences, events, these are the things that connect to your social health. I want you to turn more those ones that spark joy and reduce or stay away from those ones that spark bitterness and agony. I used to have this, um, departmental meeting that we do in the evenings. It's like, it's customary. It's expected. As long as you're an office worker, you're supposed to hang out in the evenings with your colleagues and all that and all that. But first of all, it was all, it was all about drinking. It was a drinking event, which is common here. And there was little or no food to enjoy. And I paid a good amount of money for that event. It didn't make sense to me, but I still went anyway because it was customary. At some point I realized that attending those events were draining me. I come back feeling really bad, exhausted. Why was I there? What was I doing there? The conversations were not engaging for me. There was really nothing for me to talk about, right? So I just told myself that there was no point going again and Someone approached me, I was like, you know, it's customary. you know, I'm supposed to attend. I'm like, it's robbing me of my joy. Why should I come? Even though her opinion was, I should manage the event, come and blah, 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 blah. But I'm so done. So those relationships that you need to cut off that, you know, that just spark bitterness in you, run away from them as fast as your legs can carry you. Now, other activities that connect to your soul include... You know visiting with friends that you love doing something nice for someone else like maybe someone in need Um, going to going to do some grocery shopping for someone you know that can't afford it just do it and you don't have to take a picture and put it on social media that's my opinion and <laughs> cooking and sending to a family baking and sharing because baking relaxes you i love baking and cooking you know i saw myself then that i love cooking because it was a way for me to unwind and think better at some point I realized that I was unwinding and then eating all the food I was cooking. So we need to readjust that hobby. I haven't figured out how to readjust. I just stopped cooking too much. Um, scheduling a massage. Now when it comes to scheduling a massage or things like doing your nails, there are people who doing their nails do not make them feel any great. Doesn't sound like, doesn't feel like self care for them, especially if you can't even afford it and then you do it. And then you realize you could have used the money for something else. You know, it could make you feel, it could make you feel aggravated instead of feeling better. So what I usually suggest is go on YouTube University, learn how to care for your nails yourself, buy all the things that you need. It may also be a good way to have downtime while watching your favorite TV show. See, two for the price of one. Um, I'm always very conscious about everybody's budget. I may not be very conscious. I may not be be able to meet everyone's need, but I like to consider that everyone is not on the same financial plane right so if you can't afford to schedule a massage that could probably cost you like 30 to 100 dollars depending on where you are you can say okay um i'm going to do this instead i'm going to buy a bag of epsom salt which probably costs about um depending on on the pack you buy so there are five pound packs ten pound packs 15 pound packs and they could cost from maybe 10 to 30 dollars so what do you do with the epsom salt pack use it as recommended or use two cups of epsom salt to a bath filled with water and soak yourself in there for like 30 minutes you'll come out feeling so rejuvenated all your muscles are so relaxed like as you're stepping out of the bath you are feeling so sleepy all you want to do is to just get into bed and sleep. You have such a sound sleep, no bad dreams. Trust me. Try it. I personally use magnesium oxide instead of epsom salt because I can actually drink the magnesium oxide when I want. It works the same way. But I usually recommend a magnesium bath. Um, I think that for... I think pregnant women can do epsom salt, but they can do magnesium. There's, there's something about that. Be sure to check it out before you try it so but basically i recommend magnesium pregnant women can do magnesium as well check it out first before you do anything okay what i'm just saying is find something that your budget can always accommodate every month all right so now when you decide to start some self-care practices ask yourself is it meaningful to you and for you is it tied to your values is it is it, is it something that you can relate to or sustain at this particular point in your life? Is it leading you where you want to be in the next three months, one year, 10 years? Does it improve your emotional, mental, social, and physical well-being? What I'm sure of is that when it comes to body movement, nobody can have an excuse. Okay, maybe your excuse may be, um, it's a certain limit to your ability, right? But with body movement, I find that everybody can, to an extent, find a way they can move their bodies in a way that is rejuvenating, even if it is physiotherapy. Okay. So for most of us who are able bodied, you have no excuse when it comes to moving your body, because you are not limited by space. You are not limited by location. You are not limited by workout gear. You're not limited by gym equipment. You can take a walk you can get up in your room every morning and do 50 squats like i do it's up to you all right so that's why for me purpose-driven self-care is best i know that i have a purpose to fulfill here on earth so i prepare my body because i want it to have great capacity to fulfill that purpose i'm not here for sloppy living think about athletes who are preparing for a competition and even when there is no competition in view how do they live their lives do you see them eating and drinking as they please until the month of the competition? Nope. Every day they are in training and if you're sure you're not here to just leave, you know, wave goodbye and go, you realize that where you stand now is your training ground. So let me use myself as an example. When I go to bed before or at least by 10 PM, waking up before 6 AM is quite automatic for me. and I don't wake up thinking, ah, why do I have to wake up? I wake up with gratitude and joy. I know I'm beginning to sound like those people that you listen to, but trust me, it's just, it's. there's no science, there's no magic, there's no woo-woo to it. I wake up with gratitude and joy. And let me just add that, um, even if I don't want to get out of bed, I've learned to say, thank you, God, for yet another day doesn't matter how tired I am because I learned that if you start the day with complaining with why do I have to get out of bed? Oh, I'm so tired. You're automatically adding negativity to your day. All right. Okay. So when I wake up at that time, it means that I have enough time to spend with my devotional and prayer. And I can also exercise first thing in the morning. So my exercise is like 15 minutes long and I make it entertaining. So I make sure I have a YouTube video to watch. Maybe I want to learn something. Not something that requires me to be you know using my hands as well or i have travis green playing in the background so that i can also be dancing as well i has to be fun now this way i'm able to do these two things energize myself spiritually and physically before i start getting ready for my day and as i get ready for my day i don't feel hurried or anxious and truly that sets the tone for the day because i'm not operating under pressure or anxiety You know, and as a mom, you're not yelling at everyone in the morning. It just breaks my heart to see, um, when people are getting, when the kids are getting ready for school and the mom is just yelling and screaming her head off. It's not necessary. we can do it better. We can, you know, arrange ourselves better. It doesn't mean that there are days when, um you won't wake up feeling that way, like yelling at everybody. Right. But it will be few and very far between. That's what we're aiming for. Okay. And I noticed as well that as a mom for me, waking up before everyone, Usually leaves me at my best as well because I'm able to get my mindset ready for the day, do my devotional and prayer time, even if I don't get to work out before they wake up. But that devotional and prayer time you really, really, really energizes me. Now, what happens when I start my day well is that by the time I go for my breakfast, including every other meal time, I notice that I have a surge of energy and this all too powerful feeling. So because of that i'm not distracted when i'm choosing my meals or when i'm thinking of okay what am i going to have for breakfast i'm more interested in fueling my body and i'm noticing when i'm eating like i'm fully present throughout my day so i'm noticing when i'm eating like am i really enjoying this am i full am i done eating does my body still want more and i really do have cravings when i sleep well most of the time most of our cravings are mostly because we're not sleeping well I want you to think about it and see, just look at the pattern, the days you sleep well, the days you don't sleep well, sorry, the days your body feels well rested, the days you don't feel well rested. Think about it. There are more cravings on those days when your body does not feel well rested. And because I'm still flowing, I'm still in flow. I'm still in my zone, you know, I'm likely to follow through what's on my calendar because I have more clarity and energy and the bonus is in the evenings when I pick up a book to read, I feel really connected to the book that I'm reading. I'm not distracted like my, you know how you've read a page of a book and you have no idea what you just read, right? I'm still very present even in the evenings. So even for my weekends, I try very well to slow down, read the book. watch my favorite tv show go for a really long walk and in all of this my social media time is drastically reduced on weekends when i say drastically i mean it so that by the time i'm facing the screen the next week whether it's on my computer or my phone i'm excited i'm looking forward to it i have more energy to put here but when you've been on that i don't know how people do it but i'm i've been telling myself since i think i'm just getting old (laughs) Okay, so like I said earlier on, it doesn't mean that you're gonna be perfect all all day, every day, all through the month, but the thing is that you have identified those simple practices that leave you very empowered, and so you make a choice. You make a choice because remember that we're on a training ground, and personally I want to make the things that matter happen. What about you? What about you listening? Okay, do you want to make the things that matter happen as well? Or do you just want to come here and say goodbye, my people? (laughs) I lived, I saw, I was here. (laughs) All right. so honestly, I used to think that I was a night person in senior high school and all through med school. So being awake between 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. was my life. And then I would have my bath and go off to school without sleep. I won't lie, it just occurred to me now, eh? Whenever I'm in lectures especially in med school, I was always never paying attention. So whenever he asked me a question, my first answer and immediate, it was like an automatic response in my head. If a lecturer just walks up to me and and I was a stand class trip. (laughs) If a lecturer just walks up to me and asks me a question, my automatic response was always, I don't know, because I had made up my mind that I wasn't gaining anything in class when the lecturer was talking. See, I wasn't getting anything in class when the lecturer was talking and I had to go home read that particular topic like three times and it was going to stick yes that was working but what if i did not suffer myself too much what if i just paid attention in class slept well you know see all the things i missed out on good sleep paying attention in class concentration so i lived on coffee Do you know some days i chewed coffee just like that at some point i learned i told myself the truth too much of everything is not good. So I've intentionally slowed down on the caffeine, especially because I noticed that during my master's program, if I had coffee by two, it was so hard to go back to bed, to go to bed. Like insomnia was my my friend, even if it was just green tea. So I had to ease off on the caffeine. Now, missing that rhythm of sleep, like, you know, sundown and waking up at sunrise, leaves me super groggy. And research has also shown that sleeping at sundown and waking up at sunrise is the way to get good quality sleep. I'll be less mentally alert when I miss out on my sleep. I'm usually drowsy. My legs feel really, really cold and heavy. I can't explain why that happens. But I usually don't feel super productive or desire to do anything meaningful. All I want to do that day is be besties with Netflix and just engage all the cravings that come my way and so research also shows that missing out on sleep lowers your immunity so maybe that is why my legs feel really really cold i don't know so yes good self-care will definitely look different for people for each individual at different seasons of their life but it's very important that you use your downtime to spend more time with you so that you can know more about yourself. I remember when I was reading um, someone's newsletter and she was saying how she was talking about self-awareness. That was in 2016. At that time in my life, I was wondering self-awareness. There's so many things I don't know about myself. I don't even know myself so well. I don't even know myself so well. But all that has changed. Maybe from spending time with myself. Maybe from life's discoveries. Maybe from taking crazy risks. You know. But all that has really, really changed for me. All right. And being able to go to bed at 9 p.m. means that means that I plan my evenings as well. So as someone who has a family, it also means that if I'm with my family from 5 p.m., I usually have no idea where my phone is. That is very important to me at that time. And I don't have any appointments so that we can all have our dinner, you know, all the things that we need to do to make sure that we're in bed. Or that we're ready to be in bed by 9 p.m. has to flow on that cycle. So, notice that taking care of myself, I want you to notice something. Taking care of myself is driven by something that is far greater than me. So, I wake up every day and I pursue this thing. I don't just, um, it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy my meals. Far from it. I love great taste. If you know me well, you know that I love food good food, great tasting food. And I love satisfaction. So for me, it's always a good balance of nourishment and fulfilling enjoyment. Not everything you enjoy brings you fulfillment. We like, I'm making that a tweetable. Not everything you enjoy brings you fulfillment. All right. I'm also that girl who comes back to my apartment on some evenings after dinner. And I want to have a warm cup of cocoa and a bar of chocolate, but I'm still the same person. Who would buy a pack of chocolate and it would be on my shelf for more than a month you know why i know it's going to be there when i need it i know i don't have to finish it now food does not control me i'm not like oh can i should i eat it should i not eat it Mm -mm. We're not we're above that level now why should i finish the whole pack when i know that i'm going to wake up the next day with indigestion and cramps it doesn't make sense eating all that chocolate doesn't necessarily make me a bad person but the question is always How do I treat my body? And I always go for dark chocolate as well. Let me also say here that sometimes when it's time to sleep, you've worked so hard that day about to go to bed. You suddenly feel like you should eat something. I don't know how many of you experienced that, but I, I usually have that experience, especially when I'm so tired. What I really want to do at that time is eat something, but I found that that usually happens when what I really, really need is sleep. Okay, it doesn't mean that you should go to bed hungry if you've not eaten. If I've had dinner, my dinner is usually very sizable. So if I've had dinner, I know that there's not dinner I need. I might settle for a cup of cocoa and chocolate, the bar of chocolate. But generally, what you don't need is to prepare and soup and start eating. My point. So look deep within yourself and ask yourself, what do I need to start doing? Or stop doing to take better care of myself this year. you not tired of trying to lose weight every other year every other month like you've literally tried everything on the planet without luck let's shift the focus let's try say it's insanity to do the same thing over and over again the same way and expect a different result so let's shift the focus let's do it different this year the first step is to find your pivot. So now we're summarizing your daily routine should be built around your pivot so that your pivot always comes to pass because you know that that is what moves the needle. That is what drives the engine. And then what are the things you do daily that fuel you? For me, it's that Bible study and prayer time. It keeps me sane. It moves me in the right direction and then eating well as well gives me energy to go through my day. So these two things. So I think, Um, by the time i study my bible and pray do my exercise in the morning eat well i've nourished my body and my soul and my spirit and then these things help me to be more present and less cranky and so here's what this translates to it means i can go through my tasks for the day and give my best to beyond the dress size with clarity it moves the needle forward with everything that i do here at beyond the Dress Size, and it gives me fulfillment at the end of the day, I feel so joyful. My joy is full. I'm not feeling like, hi, I'm wasted today. Oh, um, oh no, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I didn't do this. And that translates to the next day because there's so much you didn't do the previous day, right? There's this joy and fulfillment that just comes from living a well, productive day. I'm also in the best frame to minister to my family and my mentees as the woman God called me to be best mental frame not just the best frame and then consciously using nutrition and movement to replenish my body means that i have less body pain better metabolism better digestion finer skin you know (laughs) and certainly more joy to spread around the world you can't give what you don't have okay so finally less screen time also means that i get to read a great book learn a new skill and i'm less you know aggravated think about it. A lot of times I've done a social media fast. That was three months. I've done a social media fast. That was nearly six months. And I know what that feels like. You are able to notice what is going on around. You're able to see people for who they are and you're able to see life for what it really is. And even see the places that you are missing. Like, not like you're missing out on in life or the things that you're supposed to be doing that you have left hanging because you didn't have time for them okay so i remind myself daily that my time my talent and my health are three things that god expects me to account for so i'm quite focused on not burying it you and i know that once i do not sleep well using my time and talent faithfully it's going to be quite hard the next day so my pivot is that sleep What is your own pivot? So in 2019, let's cultivate a life that matters. Remember, every day, every single day is your training ground. No more limiting resolutions, but lifelong principles that not only will you be able to sustain for a long time to come, but you're able to look back when you're 80 and be proud of the woman who took responsibility for her God-given vessel. I always tell my sister this, and let me tell you this too. Take care of this body you have today so that one day your body can do same for you. I'm so glad we made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said earlier, this is the first episode in our Purpose Driven Self-Care series. And we have amazing guests lined up to share more on purpose-driven self-care from the aspects of nutrition, body movements, mental health, and so much more. So if you have listened to this and it feels like Oh, that was too much to take in all at once. Take notes, take your time. For example, it took me two weeks to plan my 2019. I was not in a hurry. And I'm very committed right now. Cause I know what I really want and where I'm going. So I encourage you to sit with this. And like I always say, these episodes are not designed to make you feel guilty or make you feel like you've been getting it wrong all along. If those feelings arise, put your hand on your chest and say. With your first name, I forgive myself. I let go of every wrong I have done in the past. And I am committed now to live life daily, purposefully. Every day is my training ground. Of course, you always need a community encouraging you in an empowering way. So come hang out with us at Beyond the Dress Size on Instagram. Listen to previous episodes of this podcast as well. You would find it really, really helpful. Take it a step further. Invite a friend to share this new journey with you. And I know we have so many great nuggets. So you can check out our show notes for our favorite highlights so that you can save them, tweet them. If this has blessed you, I want you to go ahead and share this with all your friends, share it on all your social media handles and make sure you tune in again next week, Friday for a brand new episode. Dun, 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 grab popcorn. I'm going to be talking about Why you will no longer hear me sell weight loss. If you haven't subscribed yet, this this year is going to be popping. My sister said, why are you always saying popping like champagne? Popping. All right. So I don't want you to miss another great episode. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe now. Remember that Beyond the Dress Size podcast is available. Beyond a Dress Size podcast is available on anchor itunes spotify google podcast stitcher radio cast there's also player fm breaker fm radio public and so much more okay so i'd love to hear from you reach out to me on instagram at beyond the dress size or you can always send us an email admin at beyond the dress dot com beyond a dress size and that's one word take care